Yes, Father God, we declare that your will be done on earth, in and through us, as it's being done and declared in heaven. We thank you, Lord God, that you are the one who delivers us from the snare of the fowler and from the pain and pestilences of the pit. So I pray, Father, today that you'd give the ones who are listening hope, faith, and healings, divine interventions, revelations, releases from the spirit and the grip of pain in their physical bodies, in their minds, in their hearts. So we just thank you, Lord God, ahead of time for dealing with and healing your people because you want to, because you love us and you do not want us to be in these issues and places of torment. And so, Father, I thank you again for Jesus Christ. I thank you, Jesus. You took the pain for us. You died in our place that we might live. And it's not your will that we should be destroyed, but that we should be found and saved and brought into the place of uh, justification, glorification in your kingdom. I thank you for giving us power over all the power of the enemy. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the promises that no weapon formed against us will prosper, including those that would attack our physical bodies and keep us in great pain. Lord God, I pray that you deliver your people from evil and lead us not into temptation. I thank you for your promises. I thank you for the power and authority you've given us over the spirits of pain. And I thank you now for guiding us, quickening us, opening our hearts. I bind every spirit of blocking, confusion, uh, brain fog, snatching, anything Satan would try to do to any of us to try to keep us from hearing what you are saying for us to us today, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today we're going to be talking about pain, 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 pain. Everywhere, everybody seems like almost everybody is in pain of some sort. Um, and the verse Jerry wants to read? Yeah, in Psalm, uh, well, let's, let's back it up a little bit. Psalm 18, 3, he talks about, I will call upon the Lord mm-hmm. who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. Mm-hmm. Now, what are some of the enemies that he's talking about? He goes on in the next two verses. He says, the pangs of death encompassed me, and the floods of ungodliness made me afraid. The sorrows of Sheol surrounded me, and the snares of death confronted me. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's quite a picture here. You've got enemies, pangs of death um, surrounding you, floods of ungodliness, fear, sorrow, snares of death confronting being confronted with the snares of death it's a whole kind of a a pit a, a pit we're living a, in a pit a and pit it's full of pain, of pain. Yeah. you know pain is like um some people try to escape pain uh some people try to manage their pain you know take medications go to the doctor do the pain clinics some people live with their pain and some people um just uh, you know give up give up and and they just accept their pain. So yeah, some avoid, yeah. some some give up, and some just learn yeah. to live with it. They try to manage it. But, you know, the Bible's first reference of pain is pain in childbearing, and that was part of the curse. So there is a pain that God gives or permits, uh, like, for example, when you break a leg or something like that, and there's pain. It's kind of an alarm. It re- alerts you that there's something wrong. You need to go to the doctor. That's not the kind of pain we're talking about. We're talking about pain that's, well, let's define it for a minute in the dictionary. 
uh, is physical suffering, discomfort caused by, it could be illness or injury. Uh, pain often is caused by a separation. You know, if you separate a bone from a bone or a muscle from a fiber, you know, you have cramps, you have, you have pain. Pain separates us. So, so, and sin also separates us. So pain, a lot of the pain we're suffering comes from the separation of sin, um, from our loved ones, from God, from ourselves. Uh, we feel bad, we feel guilty. So there can be not only physical pain, but mental suffering or distress that comes from loss or sorrow or grief or heartache. And all those things are very common in the pit. Those things befall everybody to a, a degree, one way or the other. So, um, uh, you know, uh, people who are in pain, um, it, they can, it, it can be exa- exhausting. Um, we hear people say, oh, she's such a pain in the neck. So a lot of times, even the way we word things, the say, there's a pain in the neck, there is a pain in the neck, and that is because there's a person that's causing, probably practicing witchcraft against you, which usually shows up in the neck, um, so a lot of people's neck pain, think about it that way, are being falsely accused, attacked by a spirit of accusation or witchcraft, uh, jealousy, uh, all of those things, stiffness of neck, stubbornness, refusing to bow, practicing idolatry, all those things come from uh, and can be afflicting the pain in your, or causing the pain in your neck. Um, so there can be, an, you know, um, uh, but the Latin words, let's look for a minute in the dictionary. Um, I know that's the place to start sometimes. Latin, the Latin word uh, penalty, uh, if, when you look up the word pain, the Latin word is penalty. Um, the French word is a suffering afflicted, uh, uh, suffering afflicted as a punishment. So you have penalty and punishment, punishment for an offense. And the one that brings all the punishments for offense, we name him guilt. Oftentimes we make an agreement with guilt. I'm bad. I'm stupid. I deserve to be punished. So, um, so from all of the, um, the, the slight distress to the extreme torture, everything, you know, ultimately we have to recognize that pain is a punishment or a penalty many times inflicted upon us because of an offense or perceived offense. And the one who afflicts us, we think is God, but it is not. It is the enemy who's trying to hurt us, judge us, and make us think that it is God. Um, So uh, we, you know, the the enemy uh, is the God of the snake pit. He's the one who sets us up. And it's like, you know, Jerry, it's like we, we live in a rat lab. Really, the pit is like a rat lab. And you know, in a rat lab, what they, what they try to do is they try to re, uh, they modify the behavior, they train the rat to press a bar to get a pellet, for example. And they use negative reinforcement, which is like if the bar, if the rat doesn't do the right thing, they shock his foot or, and then it, it doesn't do this or it rewards it with the, the pellet, then he does that. So it's like you're training through positive and negative reinforcement, this rat to do something that's not normal to a rat. You're trying to redefine, re, reconfigure his brain to learn something different. That's exactly what Satan is doing in the snake pit. Well, let's talk about you know ch- childhood. You know, a child. Um, say they're in a in a weak, an abusive relationship, right? Which can be being neglected, uh, just their rejected, neglected, re- rejected, unwanted, unwelcome. Right, right, <laughs> that sort of thing. So what happens is there's pain emotional pain 
in, in some cases, physical pain. Right. You know, exactly. if I don't do the right thing, man, I'm going to get whacked. I'm going to really, uh, and there can be, you know, correction that's positive reinforcement, but then there's sometimes where people just, just get abused emotionally, physically. And so what happens is there's pain, emotional pain that's being internalized mm-hmm. in, in the children, and they might not even realize it till they're adults, and right. they still might not right. even realize it, but there's that pain of of rejection, of undue criticism, of any number of things, mm-hmm. injustices that have been afflicted upon that creates just a whole, like we read at the in, in from Psalm 18 at the beginning, it's just a whole plethora of, of, of painful things that have just accumulated accumulated mm-hmm. in, in the in the personality of that individual. Well, exactly. And so it begins actually with uh, your experiences in the pit um, the and your reactions to those experiences, your environment and the environment can be very negative, abusive, uh, unfriendly to life. You can, like you said, you can be um, mistreated, abused, neglected, unwanted, uh, the the failure of the parent or the caregiver, the inability to be welcomed, confirmed, accepted. All of these things are facing that newborn child um, and making statements, making impressions. I'm not worthy. I'm not wanted. I'm not precious. Instead of being loved and invited, the opposite is happening. They're being rejected, cast out, like you said, neglected. They have to raise themselves, raise their siblings, raise their parents. Um, And so we're actually in our experiences being redefined Uh, Our true identity as sons and daughters of the Most High God, loved, welcomed, wanted, um, you know, precious in the sight of God are all being subdued or submitted to the experiences of the pit. And so what that happens, so what happens is we're making agreements. There are ways that, you know, Satan cannot do anything to you and I unless he gets us to make an agreement. And so when we're in that place of negative uh, emotion, rejection, fear, danger, anxiety, injustice. And injustice is a big one that causes pain because inflammation, most people, a lot of people have inflammation and inflammation is the evidence of an injustice. There's an inflamed and irritated, unresolved issue where where, where an injustice is swallowed, becomes part of your your joints or wherever it, it lands in your stomach, whatever. And so you're harboring, holding on to that injustice, and it creates physical pain and an injury uh, to the physical organs of the body, which create, again, um, pain. So we have um, this problem where um, we need to understand, first of all, okay, I'm in pain. What is the root? What is the lie I'm believing? Where did I first begin to believe that lie? So when you're going back to having pain in your body, the first thing you want to do is ask the Lord, um, what's the root of it? Yeah. Where, where did I first believe this lie? This lie. Now there are, like I said, there are four or five ways, five ways actually that we can make an agreement with the enemy and he can't do anything to us until he gets those agreements. But it's very simple for him to get those agreements. First of all, number one, we make a conscious agreement. You usually in a child in, in an infancy, you don't make conscious agreements. You just aren't even aware of what's going on. So you're going to make subconscious agreements, which means you're agreeing with the, the circumstance, the emotion or the environment. And if you're mistreated or neglected or you know, whatever that might be in the birthing process, in the womb, uh, shortly thereafter, in in the home environment, you're going to be making agreements with, um, with 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 lies actually. 
And so when you ask the Lord to take you back to the original place, for example, if there's a, a this, the issue is inflammation, inflammation will cause swelling and swelling puts pressure on the other uh, members of the body. So it creates tightness and pain and stiffness and, and, and all kinds of pain. Any kind of pain can come from that swelling. Swelling is an indication of anger, swallowed anger, and inflammation is an indication of injustice. So a lot of us are being raised in very unjust ways, and we don't know how to get rid of that when we're a child, so we just bury it or swallow it or don't say anything about it. And that's when it becomes deadly later on because we don't get the justice. And so what happens then is when you're in a place of pain, you ask the Lord to take you back to the memory and then ask him to show you, you look around, let him show you what's all going on in that memory, feel the feelings and find the lies. And a lot of the times the lies will come out exactly like what you said earlier. Well, then, you know, what you're talking about, finding that origin mm-hmm. of, of the pain, what, what was it that happened at that point the first time? What's the root of that? Mm-hmm. But, but this is something that is not popular. I mean, this is something that's really like, it's almost like a secret to go, to be able to go to that original place. Original mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's telling people that? You are. Yeah. We are. But, but the world does not well, conform. The, the world to doesn't that. want us to know this. The they devil does want, not want you to know how to get rid of pain. You do not have to be in pain. Pain is not a requirement. Um, that we live down here in pain. Yes, there's all those who love God in Christ Jesus are going to suffer persecution. That's a little bit different category. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about physical pain usually in the body or emotional pain in the heart and soul. And so we going to go to the memory when you find out, okay, there was a rejection there. There was, a, there was I was felt unworthy. I couldn't please my mother. Uh, she wasn't happy with me. I, I never did anything right. There's something wrong with me. And you, you can't get justice, so you have to bury that injustice in, like I said, in somewhere in your body. And you so, have kind of, and it is what it is, sort of well, mentality. But it, but what the whole thing happens with that pain, it affects your whole worldview. Right. Uh, I'm of, bad. I'm stupid. Of, of I deserve who, this. So what? Who? So what's really happening here is in the, is these agreements that we're making. Yes, we can make a subconscious agreement, believe the lie. And then, or we can make a passive agreement and not do anything about it, make no decisions. Or we can make a vow and say, there's something wrong with me. I'm never going to do it right. I'm never going to be, I'll never let anybody love me. All these kind of demon keepers of the vows. But the biggest agreement that people fall into with pain, regarding pain, is to make an agreement with guilt. So guilt says, um, by through an implication, you sin, devil tricks you, you sin, do something that's contrary to your divine nature. You feel upset, you feel mad, you feel bad, you feel guilty. And then guilt comes and says, um, okay, you agreed, you're guilty, you deserve to be punished. Now, what is the definition of pain? Punishment for an offense and penalty. So you've just agreed with guilt that you deserve pain. So he brings in his first friend, which is pain. Now, pain begins to afflict and torment and trouble your body, your wherever, I mean, any organ tissue operation and function, it can, you know, whatever, wherever. And if there was an assault on your body, like say you were hit or beaten on your head, on your shoulder, on your leg, those cell memories will contain that memory of pain. And so that's often where the pain will kind of uh, gravitate from or centralize. Um, so there could be something like that. The other, this, okay, the second friend of guilt is is um, poverty. So guilt gets you to agree through the implication 
I am guilty. I do not deserve good things. And so you agree, I am bad. I don't deserve good things. I did something wrong. I deserve uh, to no blessings. And so we, we begin to see our lives stripped away of blessings and positive things. And it begins to sink into a deeper spot of despair and God's mad at me, and now he's not blessing me anymore, and see, it's my fault, and I made God mad. So the devil's always trying to promote his agenda that God is mad at you because he broke his law, and now you're in trouble with God, and this is the punishment he's giving you. The third friend of, that's poverty, the, the third friend of guilt is infirmity, and that's the one who creates the sickness in our immune systems. So in an, you say, okay, I did something wrong. I'm guilty. I am bad. And when you begin to speak lies and words of death over your body, I am bad. I'm stupid. I'm no good. I'm never going to make it. I don't matter. I don't want to be here. I don't exist. Nobody loves me, blah, blah, blah. Your, your immune system begins to become confused. Okay. I thought she was good. God said she's good. God made her good. Now she has authority and she's saying she's bad. I don't know. That's weird. So the immune system begins to turn against you, your own immune system that was given by given to you by God to protect you turns against you. Now, these things are happening in your body at a very subtle uh, rate. People don't mm-hmm. get this. Mm-hmm. They don't. It's, it's very subtle. Satan is, plays the long game. He doesn't just usually strike you down with something um, unless, of course, it's a car accident. And then there's a, there's a whole nother issue of pain in that. Um, like, the first things you think, oh no, I'm hurt. Oh no, this is bad. Oh, something. When you come with those first impressions, you're giving up open door, a permission to the devil to make it hurt, make it last, make it not go away. You know, all of any kind of agreement you you use, you give to the devil, he will use it against you. That's all he can do because he can't do anything to you that he doesn't get you to agree with. That's just the bottom line in the first number, the first rule. So we go into that examination place. What did I do wrong? Did I, you know, is it my fault? My fault. I'm guilty. And so we don't realize that guilt is not God's instrument of justification. Guilt is an enemy that's used by the Satan to try to destroy us. So when, when you get to that place of f- finding the, the lie in the memory, say, Jesus, take me back to the memory. Show me what the lies. I, and maybe it's something like I'm mad. This wasn't fair. This was really wrong. And so you didn't do anything wrong. Something wrong was done to you. So you're offended. And so what, the only thing we can do is recognize the, the hurt, the pain, the crime committed against us, and then take that crime to the court of heaven. But before you do that, you have to forgive. Yeah, but how do people deal with pain? I mean, some people, and some people put a religious spin on it. I mean, like physical pain. You know, like, oh, it's my cross to bear. Mm-hmm. Or, or, and then with That's the, a religious unconsciously, spin, yeah. unconsciously, just share some of the ways of people commonly deal with their pain. Let's talk about the emotional pain. Well, let's so talk about, you know, you put up with it. You, you, you're listening to uh, a, a, a familiar spirit in your mind. We could call it a protector demon, a first person impersonator. They're talking to you, trying to pr- make, cause you to perceive an offense or be offended or take, an, take up, stay mad. Whatever they're doing is you have to recognize the voices that come. They're not actually voices. They're thoughts usually or feelings that come through your mind or come through your heart. And they're not the Holy Spirit. So you need to check out what you're listening to inside of you. So what are you listening to inside of you? What, where's that source from? The one who says, um, you had it coming or the one who says, I'm really mad. The one is, I'm not going to forgive. 
where are they from? Are they from heaven or hell? There's only two kingdoms and there's not a third kingdom. So it has to be heaven or hell. So if it's making you mad, stressed, frustrated, burning pain, uh, a lot of times when people are in burning pain, rashes, red kind of pains, irritations, it's, it's, a, it's signaling, your body is signaling you that there's an injustice that's being carried in your body, something that needs to be resolved. And so to get the justice, you need to go to the court of heaven. But to go to the court of heaven, you can't come in as the judge. You have to come in as the plaintiff. So what you have to do is forgive, which means you release that person, that parent, that teacher, that coworker. You release them from your judgment and turn the judgment of that situation over to God because not only was there a person involved, there was also a demon involved. And you don't know how to separate them out. Only God does. So you present the crime uh, the, the the injury, the pain, the punishment, the accusation to the Lord. And you say, I choose by an act of my will. It doesn't have to be a feeling in your heart. It just has to be an act of obedience. I choose to forgive and release from my judgment. Put the name in there for and they, what they did. They they accused me falsely. They, they, they uh, betrayed me. They um, set me up. They gaslit me. Whatever it is that they've done to you, you put as much as you can of the specifics of that crime before the court of heaven because you're presenting it before God. And then um, you ask at that point in, in the court, and it says to come boldly before the throne of grace and mercy to find help in time of trouble. You come boldly and you present your case and you ask for Jesus Christ to be your advocate and your witness. So he is the faithful witness. He was there. He saw the crime. He saw when you were a child and you were mistreated, when you were lied to, when you were abused, neglected, when, when you believed the lies. He was right there. He's still there. He wants to correct that memory so that the, the, the spirit, the lie cannot any longer be used there to anchor in the pain, the punishment, or the penalty. And so you go to the court, ask Jesus to testify on your behalf to bear witness to the truth of what was said and done because you, you were there, but he's the witness because you didn't know everything and you only knew part of it. And so <clears throat> you ask Jesus to reveal the truth and ask the court to, re, to, um, to react to judge this matter in behalf of justice, the justice of God, the will of God, the purposes of God, trusting that God is faithful and good and knows everything. And then at that point, when you are forgiven and acquitted and released, you ask the court also to lock up and deal with the enemies who came down your bloodline, came into your life. I mean, almost every one of these things come from a bloodline. They come from demons, familiar spirits that are already there. So once you forgive God, you receive that forgiveness. Now you ask God also to remove the demonic judgments, the spirit of pain or the spirit of affliction. Name the pain, name the malady, name the trouble. God, remove from me this this autoimmune disease, this uh, MS, this um, arthritis, this crippling, uh, you know, uh, gripping pain in my stomach, this ulcer. Ask God to remove the de the demonic judgment because that demonic judgment is no longer valid. It was an accusation Satan put upon you. You accepted it because you didn't know you could you could reject it. Now you're rejecting the um, the prosecution's uh, plan for your life, and you're going to ask the Lord to restore His plan for your life so that we can get so. But to do that, then we need to identify the lie. We need to confess. The, 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 the sin, forgive the person. And then when you realize what were the lies, you say, Lord, I'm going to cancel out every agreement with I'm stupid. I'm bad. I deserve to be punished. I'm no good. I had it coming. It's my fault. I cancel out. I'm the, the agreements with, I'm never going to make it. Um, I, I, I had this coming cancel out 
I'm stupid, all any any lie that comes to you that you are agreeing with that is contrary to what God says you are. Cancel it out with your words and declare the opposite. You know, there's something wrong with me. Okay, I cancel that out in the name of Jesus Christ because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I am, you know, I was conceived in the in, in the mind of God before the foundation of the world. And so you get back to the truth. When you're back to the truth, Satan has no place there. Yeah, what what you're talking about is getting at the root of the pain. You know, and so many people that, you know, they either accept the pain, or misinterpret the pain, don't realize what's going on yeah. in their lives and 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 so they turn to all you know false comforts of all well, kinds. Well, they do that too, but they also and to learn to live with it, moderate it, take medications and pain relievers and all kinds of things. And we understand that like again, there's pain that comes from a surgery, it comes from an accident. Um, and but God doesn't intend for those pains to to last forever. So when you're in in this place of emotional pain or the pain we're talking about, you have to recognize not only is there a, a guilt there, but there's a, an actual entity there that we'll call pain. Pain is a demon, and pain needs to be removed. And so you need to cast pain, command pain to get out of your house because it doesn't need to be a part of the permanent fixtures of your house. And people are so used to living with pain, they say everybody has pain. Well, everybody, no, they don't. Not everybody lives in pain constantly all the time. And if you are in pain, pay attention to what your body is saying. Your body is telling you there's something not right here. There's something you need to deal with here. And so we thank the Lord for the, te- the that our body actually tells us the truth. Our mind doesn't. Our mind believes lies. Our mouth tells lies. But our body, the physical portion of us, that does it, it just reacts to what's going on. It says, I can't take this. This is too much stress. I can't do this anymore. So if you right now, we're going to pray right now, that those of you who are in pain, Father God, I believe you want to deliver us, take us back to the place where pain got set up in our lives through the memory, through the agreement, through the lie. Um, and whatever that lie is, take my, my friend back to the place where they believed the lie. They believed whatever. You know where the memory is, Lord. You take him back, son of God. And I bind every spirit that would hide or block that place where they can't seem to get back because there's nothing or it's blocked. I, I remove the blockers in the name of Jesus Christ, anything that would hide, hinder, hold back, or resist the revelation of the truth of Jesus Christ. I take him back to that memory. And in that memory, look around. What are the lies? Lord Jesus, take him through it. Feel the feelings, find the lies, pay attention to what's going on, what time of the day, if there's any other in, in experiences in that memory. Was it outside, inside? Am I? How old am I? What's going on? Fear, what are the lies fear is telling you? And, and ask the Lord to show you the lie that Satan is using to make you feel bad, guilty, stupid, and deserving to be punished and uh, pick up the pain and the penalty for that. And the next thing is once he shows you that, he shows you what's going on, who did what to you. You bring those injustices to the Lord God. You forgive the person. They were probably in pain themselves. They probably were doing the best they could. We're not going to judge them. They're not, that's not our job. So you bring them before the court, forgive them, and ask the Lord to restore unto you and them everything Satan was stealing from both of you. And give God will give them a deep and holy revelation of his love and his peace. And if they're already passed away, just forgive them and let God deal with what needs to be dealt with. And then you ask for the judgments uh, to be made against the enemy and removed from you. That guilt will no longer have his case. His case will be thrown out of court. And along with his friend's pain, poverty, 
and infirmity. Because when you agree with guilt and the third friend of his is infirmity, I am bad, you've agreed that your body is bad. And you're, then that's when your immune system begins to be confused. So uh, that also can be from a spirit of divination where, you know, divination makes the bad look good and the good look bad. So inside the enemy is, be, is confusing your body into believing certain organs are bad and enemies and need to be destroyed and devoured and suffocated. That's got to stop. So if you need to confess religion, self-righteousness, spirits of deception, divination, all these things that would uh, guilt, shame, condemnation, infirmity, all these things that would work with pain to support the continuation of the pain, let all of those support systems be stripped away from the spirit of pain. And we command now in Jesus' name that the darkness be removed, those who hold pain in place be removed, the injustices be resolved, the judge of heaven and earth pronounces you uh, forgiven, and now pain, you have no more right to be in their body. And I command in the name of Jesus Christ, you know exactly what I'm talking about, pain. You will pick up your, pack your bags, pick up your junk, take your lies, your words, your excruciating knives, blades, pain, sharpness. And some of you right now are experiencing the very pain is beginning to manifest in your body. As we're talking about it, it's beginning to get worse. It's manifesting actually. So you see, as I'm commanding it to manifest and to leave, it is actually resisting you. So the very fact that it's resisting you is is confirming to you that there's an entity, there's something going on inside of you that's not you, that's doing stuff you don't want to be done to you. So I command you, spirit of pain, as you're manifesting now, move yourself small, smooth, and slippery to the exit door of my friend's life in the name of Jesus Christ. Pack up your bags, take your lies, your words, your filth, your accusations, and your, your associates, and go to the door in Jesus' name. Now, Lord Jesus, Son of the living God, what do you want to do with that spirit of pain and fear and, and in, in, injustice, inflammation, infections, infirmities that have we've sent to the door? Trauma, chaos, anger, rage, irritations. What do you want to do with those liars that we've sent? Fear, what do you want to do with them? What does Jesus want to do with all those liars and thieves we've sent to the door of your life? send them away. Do you agree? Yes. Then let it be done according to the will of the Lord God that these spirits of pain, uh, but the liar says, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This doesn't, this, and no, no, it's not going to work. It never works. I tried this before. Um, what if it comes back? Go to the pit, all of you doubt double-mindedness as well. You who hold this door open for this thing to come back, get out. Jesus Christ is the door and he isn't going to be held open by you. Go to the pit. We declare the will and purposes of God, the divine healing. Jesus said, heal the sick cleanse the lepers. What was he talking about? Get rid of the demons, the tormenting spirits in your body in the name of Jesus Christ and let your body become peaceful and filled with the glory of God, the goodness of God, that you may become the temple dwelling place of the Most High God so that you're not all bound up with pain and tripped up and distracted with that. And you can go and do the work of God in the in what he said to do, preach the gospel, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. And again, the basic things are identifying the lie, forgiving the people, connecting the lie with the judgments of hell, guilt, shame, penalty, uh, punishment for an offense, and we realize that Jesus Christ took the pain for us. He became, he became a curse for us. He took our pain. He bore our pain on the cross. He's taken it all. You don't have to carry it. It's not your backpack to carry. It belongs to Jesus Christ. Let him have it. There's no special uh, merit for suffering and being in pain all your life. Uh, that doesn't make you better or more more diligent or more anything. It just, <clears throat> Jesus wants you free. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. 
the truth sets us free. We walk in the spirit of truth and now, Lord Jesus, as the spirit of pain, we command it to leave. It must go. We ask that you will close the door and reveal the truth. Is Jesus Christ with you right now in this, in this memory, in this process? Is he with you? And is he the one true son of God? Or is he standing there looking like a religious Jesus? Or is he the true good shepherd with you, helping you, lifting you up, carrying you, loving you, holding you? Or is he just looking at you? If he's just looking at you, he's a false Jesus, and we command him to leave in the name of Jesus Christ to take off his mask and get out because these false Jesuses will get in the way of the love of God and they pretend to be Jesus to you and they're not. So every false Jesus also has to be exposed, take his mask off, every spirit of confusion, religion, self-righteousness, lies, all kinds of philosophies and things that you've been taught. Go to the pit. Now, is Jesus Christ the Son of God with you? And what is he doing? And what does he want you to know? And Jesus also said, I've come to heal the brokenhearted. And so has your heart been broken? Does Jesus want to heal it? When does he want to heal it? And so what, would, what does he want? He wants your broken heart. What does he want to give you? Joy, peace, hope, love, goodness. A, li- a, a life that you can live with joy and peace and, and thanksgiving. Okay, does that sound like a fair trade? Then, Father God, it's a deal. And by the power of your Holy Spirit, through the blood of Jesus Christ, we, we knit, ask you to knit uh, this one's life, heart, back into the fullness of the destiny of hope, truth, peace, joy, deliverance, Father God, in Jesus' name. And by the power of your Holy Spirit, bring them to the place of their destiny by being with them, walking with them through this life to complete their journey for your glory and for your goodness sake. Amen. So we hope that you have um, enjoyed this fast ride with us through um, the deliverance from pain and sickness. Yes, uh, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that what the Lord does, what he does, what you do, Lord, is done forever. Amen. And I thank you for this mighty work that you've done and that you're that you accomplished and, and those that are listening and prayed with us today. Uh, and Lord, I just thank you, Lord, that you have much more for us. We thank you, Lord God, that the work that you've done today will continue and grow and, and that we will truly be free to love you and, and serve you with all our hearts. Mm-hmm. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Because we're spiritually, you know, we're body, soul, and spirit. Body beings, spirit beings, soul beings all combined and connected together. And so we would recommend from liferecovery.com that you would pick up the book, A Case for Healing. Good book. Lots of prayers in the back, too. Talks about the three different types of, of pain and sicknesses. Um, and or the, the, the MP3s uh, about forgiveness um, and what, when bad things happen to good people. Why are bad things still still happening to me? And um, there's also another CD called Pain and Suffering. We recommend them to you, and we bless you, and we'll see you soon. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.